back with Pastor Troy here and the gang on the doc.org every Tuesday and Thursday, all about conversations that propel your faith out of the shallows and into the deep. I heard my microphone kind of drop out. Yeah, that it, it didn't affect the output though. Oh, good. Conversations that propel your faith out of the shallows and the deep. That's an <laughs> I wondered why you had that look on Yeah, your no, I the whole thing dropped out. Lucas <laughs> Lucas did something over there. So hopefully you heard us. We're ready to go here. And we're gonna be on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, also Google Play, Facebook, Roki, Rumble, and Sermonette. And check us out, social media partners, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, get and getter. Go do it now. The reason I'm going so fast is we're a minute and 20 seconds into this episode. Because yes. 30, 30 or 40 seconds is the intro, right? Lucas wants me to be done with this episode in 35 minutes so we can all go out We tonight. can do it. We're doing it. So this is going to be, I want you to hang on to your seats because I'm going to talk faster. I've never believed in you more. You know, I can do it. I, <laughs> most of our episodes, 45 minutes an hour. We're going to do this in 35 minutes because we want to go out. We've shot three in a row today. We are ready. And the challenge is there. It's there. it's there. We're going to do this today. So it's going to be what they call a tight episode. So you're going to have to be in there, hang in there tight. We're going to do this. And listen, if I'm going too fast, listen to us on YouTube or Rumble and go slow it down to 0.75. There you go. You can go up to two. I listen. To, do you ever listen to things at double time? Um, only if I've listened to it before. I listen to stuff, a lot of podcasts on 1.5. I can go up to two. I can listen to two if it's not detailed. If it's terrible. detailed, one seven five to one five is where I need to be. Yeah. One two five now is just normal for me. Right. You know, and hey, when I go to one, it's like my God. You know? <laughs> so I'm going to give you guys one point five. Slow me down if you want to. We're ready to go. Subscribe, hit like, notify, and be a Patreon partner or sponsor. Four ways to partner. Three ways to sponsor. Go to onthedeck.org and email us at info on org if you want to help us. And Beth and Troy, Mother Beth and Troy are on the set. We've also got Lucas here for our third of our trilogy today. Lucas, it's ready me. to go? It's Lucas. Hey, two minutes Lucas. and 50 seconds into this episode, we're rocking and rolling. Lucas. We're not gonna, we're not messing around here, people. On the Doc Season 2, Digging Deeper in the Word, Series Psalms Volume 2, Songs of the Soul, Message for the Heart. And we're on to Psalm 51, Part 9 in this series. It's an 11-part series. We'll wrap up our last Psalm next next episode, and then we're going to do a roundtable. Come, we pull them all together, grab some yeah. things from them all, talk about them, and that's going to be great. Psalm 51, let's get to it. It's a big psalm. We're not going to cover it completely to every word at all. We're going to get the big movements up, but you need to go get in it. This is another one of those times of David's life that it was, it was like when Absalom took over the kingdom and he had to be out looking at the mountain and he hated things and he was thirsty for God. This is that other moment where he had had bad stuff happen. But this time it wasn't his son did that last one. He actually did this one to himself. This is about him. Uh, this is about the time when he is held accountable by Nathan the prophet after he'd committed adultery with Bathsheba. That's pretty intense. And had her husband killed. So this is his own mm -hmm. making and it's coming clean. Mm -hmm. Psalm 51, have mercy, New Living Translation. Have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love, because of your great compassion, blot out the stains of my sins. Wash me clean from my guilt. And he was guilty. He wasn't trying to hide it. Purify me from my sin, for I recognize my rebellion. If we would just do that, it would help us so much. Yep. It haunts me day and night. Against you and you alone have I sinned. I have done what is evil in your sight. You will be proved right in what you say, and your judgment against me is just. For I was born a sinner, yes, from the moment my mother conceived me, but you desired honesty from the womb. That's what God really wants. Teach me wisdom even there. Purify me from my sins, and I will be clean. So there's a way back. I love that. Just because you sinned, you can get back. 
Purify me from them. I'll be clean. Wash me and I'll be whiter than snow. Oh, give me back my joy again. Get back in good relationship with God's what he's talking about. You have broken me. God does that sometimes to us, but now let me rejoice. I love it. You can get back. Don't keep looking at my sins, verse 9. Remove the stain of my guilt. Create in me a clean heart, O Lord. I have to do King James, O God. But create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away. That's an O hymn. Yeah. Of course. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. Gosh, then I will teach your ways to rebels and they will return to you. Forgive me for shedding blood. He killed this man over this lie. Oh, God who saves. So nothing you've done can keep you from getting right with God. God will, God will take you back no matter what you've done. It doesn't mean you won't have to live with the consequences, mm -hmm. but you can get back to God. Then I will joyfully sing of your forgiveness. Listen to that. Unseal my lips, O Lord, that my mouth may praise you. You do not desire a sacrifice or I would offer one. You do not want a burnt offering. Something else doesn't need to die for what you did wrong. I love this verse 17. The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and a repentant heart, O God. Look with favor on Zion and help her rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with sacrifices offered in the right spirit with burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will again be sacrificed on your altar. In other words, don't bring those sacrifices until you get you right first. When you get you right, you can bring the sacrifices. Psalm 51 is very deep, very powerful, but very simple. David messed up. He yeah. thought nobody knew. Nathan called him out on it. And rather than trying to give explanation to why he had sinned, he just said, it's true, I sinned. Yeah. And I've had no joy in the sin. I've been miserable about it. And he finds out that he has more joy over knowing that God can forgive him and getting back from the sin state on and restoring the right relationship. I love that. Yeah. So it just tells you there's there's more stress and strain in trying to live the lie than there is in trying to get corrected for the lie. Mm. And that that could be reproduced in any of us. Don't you agree? Yes. Any of us over and over again. Uh, we, right now, Beth and I, this is at Psalm 52, it's in book two here, so it's the Psalm of David, but, but we've been living this week, one of our friends, um, one of our dear friends has been having a dilemma because she found out that her pastor has been a bit of a lie on what he's been doing with his preaching. Hmm. Yeah. Well, no, it's yeah. it's bad. It is. So so, so the spirit filled pastor that she has has not been delivering spirit filled fresh messages that are his. It's not you, right? No, it's not me. <laughs> well, I'm her second pastor. She listens to me online, but her actual <laughs> where she goes, <laughs> she found out something got said wrong or said said not right mm -hmm. enough that something didn't come across right in the way he read the the, the message. Was it a red flag that it caused Carrie? <laughs> and them to Google something. Mm. Oh, I shouldn't use names. The names will be changed to protect it. No longer do I say Carrie, but George. Um, George, <laughs> George, I gotta not quit doing okay. that. I mess up so bad that. So, so George Googled and he finds a sermon and as he listens to the rest of the sermon, it's verbatim from that sermon central stock sermon. Wow. And then looks back and finds the series for weeks and weeks and weeks is all verbatim. And he had made a flaw in something he read or said, like he hadn't seen it before, you know what I mean? Wow. And as they look back, a lot of this, so they 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 they, they said, our pastor is such, a, the words that, that our friend, I can't use her name, Moo, yeah. Moo said 
that he's so spirit filled. He seems like he's such a good order. I said, well, yeah, you can read. I mean, there's a lot of news readers out there that read good news. They're called news anchors. <laughs> Their news anchors are not necessarily reporters. No, they yeah. just read uh, the news. Ra- the news. They're yeah. good at reading, and yeah. if the thing breaks, they fill the gap. They know how to air break and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, they know how to stall and talk yeah. about nothing for a minute while we're ahead of time because I read too fast. Right. You know, or something's wrong with the teleprompter. They're rebooting it. I do it mm-hmm. all the time. These guys sometimes in the in morning service something will happen, and and they're waiting to bring something back up, and and, and I, I've had to fill what because we have no lyrics. We can't run lyrics. Yeah. So I'm just filling with with prayers and praise, and mm-hmm. they're real prayers and praise, but I'm just filling, and it just seems normal. And all of a sudden, hey, we're ready to go, Ben. <laughs> you know, but. but orchards do that they're good at that right well this guy was so good and then they find out that it's not so good it's somebody else's stuff and right. the bad part he's not getting any credit for it he's just kind of firing it out so, sure so they called me just horrified and they're like he's a plagiarist mm-hmm. you know we're not getting living water we're not getting fresh water and all that yeah stuff. what do we do you know do i confront him right so ultimately they decided to confront him but before they confronted him they checked and found out from a friend of a friend i won't link all the things up that that he's in a group of people and his boss in the denomination also uses the same sermons. And when they began to look at that, they found out that, that the person they were going to talk to about his habit is mm. also involved in his habit. And then, and then they said, well, how do we report to the reporter if the reporter is running the same series? So ultimately they decided that they were going to leave and go to a new church starting this Sunday. And Shane Bishop will have new family in his church this Sunday. And wow. Yeah, yeah, at first service. And then they're going to do first service so they can be back by 10 to be in our service online. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so they can get some fresh water. And I told her, I said, I mean, a lot of us use other bumpers. I, I borrow bumpers. I buy graphics. That's sure. very common today. I mean, and and, and I, I, I'll go out and look for a sermon series sometimes. And some of the bumpers come with bullet points and suggestions for the themes and stuff. That's all cool. All the ones I've seen, you got to put your own stuff in or you'd be done in six seconds. You have like six bullet points. Most of the bullet points I look at and go, that's terrible. That's terrible. That's terrible. That's a good idea. Preachers are in conversation a lot of times with with other preaching and others, you read stuff and go, well, that's a good idea. I don't think there's anything wrong with a pastor going, well, that's a good acronym. Let me, I can work with that. You know, we, we, I mean, we're all teaching Jesus stuff. So we're already copywriting him a bit, but, and, and like Fred, fat sheep, fat sheep. Most people think it's me, but I got it from Fred and I used to quote Fred, but I've preached it so long. It's mine now, but I found out Fred didn't, I, I was listening to a sermon by an older preacher and I called Fred one day and said, this is from him. He said, yeah, I got it from him. I just forgot to give it to from you. I'd use it so long. It was mine. So a lot of us get acronyms and stuff that that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about verbatimly reading something, including somebody else's illustrations. And yeah. so there's just no scholarship being taken place here, you know? So, so there's a lot of stuff like that, but so they were so disappointed, so disappointed. So they wrote the pastor today to say goodbye and said, we're leaving because this we will be praying for you, but we've got to go where the water's fresher. Mm. And it wasn't ugly. It would just said, we, we need, we're disappointed. And the pastor writes back and he responsibly says, well, I've written so many sermons this year, like of the 17th week, I think we're in the 18th or 19th week of the year. You know, 16 were my originals and the last three or four just happened to be a series because it's been a busy year and things have been hard and my wife and I've been dealing with something here. And so I went out and grabbed this series because things have been rough. And if he had just stopped right there, you could have said, Karen, you need to go back and pray for your pastor. You know, oh, I shouldn't say Karen, Moo. Moo, you should go back and pray for your pastor. You may have to put a bleep there. Boop. I'll try to remember. Yeah, don't matter if it doesn't. She doesn't care. Um, if he listens to this, he needs to repent. 
He needs Psalm 51. Yeah. Because what happened was I read his response. I mean, because I'm Karen's pastor. I've been her pastor a long time. And I'm, I'm, I'm a, you know, she wrote and, and held him accountable in a loving way and said, pray for you. He wrote back and he gave a defense and he could have just said, I did it. And he did. And then he began to go. And in all my years, basically you're insulting me and bop, 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 bop. You know, this mm -hmm. is common and my friends exchange stuff and this is how we do it. And don't let the good Lord hit you or the door or the, the door hit you or where the Lord yeah. split you basically. Yeah. Wow. So rather than him, we re I read the first four or five sentences. Thought if he stopped right here, I mean, you, you would have to almost say, "Hey, I feel sorry." I mean, he was having a bad week. I understand what he's doing. He's trying to get something that was solid, and 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 it was. I'd rather have it solid than something that was not. So you could have almost forgiven. But then he began to. Then he flared back. Mm -hmm. This is exactly where David was. David had Nathan the prophet come in and lay out his fraud. And David could have filleted him. Mm -hmm. David could have had him killed. All he had to do was go, you, outside. Right. right. And Nathan the prophet is, you know, impaled. Right. Never to be heard from again. But what David did differently was he said, I'm guilty. Wow. I love, this is the king. Yeah. I mean, we're not getting the king's version. We're getting the chronicle version where he says, I did it. <laughs> You do not find this story of Bathsheba in the in the Kings. It's only in the Chronicles. They don't wow. put, this is an example. They don't put this story about, they don't talk about Bathsheba in one section at all because it doesn't look good for the King. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so this is a powerful, powerful story. And I tell that story about Moo uh, and um, George. I tell that story because all of us are, are capable of having those moments. Every one of us could probably tell stories on ourselves where we've, we've, we tried, we thought we've hid something. We thought people didn't know about something, Yeah, but God knows. Right. And fortunately Nathan, the prophet, and in this case, Karen was the prophet. I used her name again. Moo. Beep. You know, it could have been a moment of clarity for a pastor to say, I've just gotten lazy. Yeah. My friends and I are all exchanging. It finds out all our friends are exchanging the notes and it's just common practice. He defends right. it. Like, like, you know, it's not good. No. I mean, the pastor needed to humble himself, throw his crown on his ground and say, hey, I've gotten lazy and a bad habit and, and I really appreciate you holding me accountable. I'm capable of doing good stuff. I did some stuff this year. Here's what I really did do. Here's here's the bad part. Let me add no more. She told, she told him, he told her that he'd done so many of these. Well, she looked deeper at it and she, she, she texted me back later and said, no, um, there's about 10 more. And she went back and looked at them. Wow. So now not only did he deny what he did, he lied about the other. Now she says, I've got a real problem. Yeah. He didn't, he's not just a fraud. He's a liar. <laughs> so I said, well, I, I, I said, I guess move, I guess you got your answer. You know, repent. If you don't repent, the other side of the slope of repentance is very slippery. You just go down fast. Yeah. So David's there. If David doesn't change here, it, so I love how this starts. Have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love, because of your great compassion, and blot out my sin stains. He just, <clears throat> guys, Psalm 51 is a psalm that memorializes what happened to David. Mm -hmm. He let this get written. Guys, this is, 
a Psalm of David regarding the time of Nathan the prophet that comes to him. And it was written to the choir director to put out to the nation. Mm. So I just want you to think for a second and we're going to be relatively quick because I'm on the time deadline. I'm 1644 in. <laughs> How many of us would really feel good about having our worst adulterous affair where we killed the competition put together and turned into a rock and roll song that would be sung for the whole nation to learn. Crazy. The, the, the aftermath of a side affair with Bathsheba is turned into a pop music icon song, Psalm 51. How many of us would enjoy our darkest secret being recorded in the annals of the largest selling book of all time forever and ever and ever. And when we sing Creed and Me, Clean Our Lord and Cast, we're singing about that worst moment still to this day. And we compare our own, is ours that bad, you know? But here's the good part. We should be shouting for joy about what God does. I wanna show you, I wanna show you something. This is not in the Psalm. This is in the Samuel that's about the Psalm. David confessed to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. This is about the, this is the Samuel about the Psalm. I've sinned. He comes clean. I wish our, my brother pastor had come clean to, you know, on the deal. Nathan replied, yes, but the Lord has forgiven you. Look at this guys. David did it. He didn't hide it. He took it. The next word of the prophet is not you burn in hell. You're going to die. Your eyes are going to be poked out. Yes, but the Lord has forgiven you and you won't die for this. Just David's heart rending and saying, I take responsibility for my actions. The immediate response of God is you're forgiven. We should shout for joy because no matter what we've done, how horrible it could be, he, he got this man killed, fathered a baby by rape. I mean, guys, just, there's nothing good about what happened here. No. And he's guilty of all this, and he will pay a price for it, always. There's, there's turmoil, there's things that happen. But it doesn't require a long wait or delay for God to respond to his spiritual forgiveness. When he really asks for forgiveness and he really seeks it, God really immediately responds. You don't have to leave here when you listen to this podcast today. If you've got something you're carrying that's dirty, dark, and dank, you don't have to leave this podcast um, burdened or lamented anymore. You can truly just repent to God and give it to God. And you can, like like Nathan said to David, you can hear God say, you're not going to die for this. You're going to be forgiven for this. Because God, though your sins are like scarlet, the, the book of Isaiah says, they can be covered by the blood and, and made whole white as snow. You know, it's it just amazing. David comes clean. He he's re repents. He restored. Listen to this. And he is so changed. He memorializes the whole story in Psalm 51. He wants everybody in his nation to know when you've done the stupidest thing in your life, we don't cover it up. We own up. Mm. How about that? Yeah. That takes, I just want to say. I don't think I can say cojones no. on this episode, but I yeah. knew you were going to do that. I, I, I don't, th it. I'm just saying, I don't think I can say it. I didn't say I'm yeah, saying she it. Said it. It takes a real set of man, woman guts to, to rend your heart to God. I mean like that. 
it just shows you if you do it, it's worth the risk. Yeah. To really lay it on the table. And he still su- suffered consequences for he it. He did. He had to he had to choose between how many people would die, which way they would die. Was it war? Was it insurgents? Was it earthquake? He had to die. And people suffered from his right. sin. And then the baby died. And the baby died. Okay. So so let me do this for the last part. Let, let, let's talk about that because that is true. When you whether you, when you deal with sin, there's resolution, but but there's a challenge. So I think the biggest thing I can really show everybody listening today is that when you deal with Psalm 51, let me let me see if I can get this dialed up right here. Um, Psalm 51, the biggest lesson for me is is that number one, sin hurts the sinner. I mean, David hurt himself. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Bathsheba was violated. You know, the kingdoms hurt, but. David hurt his, he was affected by the sin because he broke it. His relationship with God was blotted and broken. Yeah. He wasn't on talking terms with God. So I guess one of the things we need to ask ourselves, this will be my first question. I'm going to ask three of them before we get out of here. And we're at 21 minutes, so we're moving. (laughs) We need to ask ourselves, are the pleasures of the sin that I'm fixing to do or I'm contemplating worth paying the price that I'm going to pay, which is separation from God, the hurting of somebody else and the guilt. Let's learn from David. You know, David tells you that when he did it, he was cast away. He was away from God. He didn't feel the presence of the Lord. He, he, he and then he, he was so glad when it was restored. He, he said, God, never take that Holy Spirit again from me. You know, he, he's desperate. It was almost like when he had to be on the east side of the Jordan away from the tabernacle. He was feeling that same kind of separation, but then he was forced into it. This he did himself. Yeah. So whether you're forced into it or whether you, you do it to yourself, just the separation from God was miserable for somebody that was connected to God. So we need to ask ourselves more. When, when you're thinking about doing that thing or looking at that thing or, or you're out of town and you think, well, nobody will know I had an affair or relationship with somebody. This is a, a me moment, a private time moment. There's no private time moment. God's watching. And your soul and your spirit are listening. Your own soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you got to deal with the fact and, and the fear of that. And, and and you know, will people find out? And you're not going to just deal with it then. In this day and world, you don't know. You'll end up in the background of somebody else's TikTok. Right. <laughs> I, I see more videos today of so-and-so found out their husband was having an affair because they saw something else had gone viral and somebody else was in the background because mm-hmm. you're just being captured from every direction today. Right. And it can just be, Oh my God, that's is, what's he doing there? You know, mm-hmm. you know, so, but you need to understand that's not the motivation. God always knows what are you doing there? Yeah. He's watching from every angle. It's like that TV series we watch where they're watching, you yeah. know, you know, what was that called? I can't oh, remember. I love it. That was great. Where everything like big brothers, everything what was good. That was good. Are the pleasures of the sin worth the price? We got to ask ourselves that up front, not afterwards, because David paid a great price. Number two, sin. Psalm 51 tells us that sin, sin hurts others. Let me back up on sin hurts. I got, I got another minute I can give on that. Sin hurts the sinner. <laughs> Let me say this. Sin hurt his eyes. Sin hurt, verse six, it hurt his mind. It said it, it hurt his mind. It hurt his ears, verse eight. Verse 10, it hurt his heart. It, verse 10, it hurt his spirit. Verse 13 through 15, it hurt his mouth, it says. He lost fellowship, verse 11, and he lost the joy of the Lord, verse 12. So all these things it did just, just to David. Now, let's get into the victimization of others. Sin hurts others. Sin brings tragic consequences to you, but but now you've got Bathsheba violated. Child dies. 
Well, the husband is killed. And there were military people that were forced to allow him to be killed. They have to bear the consequences of having to pull back their army and let a great warrior. He was this, Uriah the Hittite was one of David's mighty men. He was somebody that had been with him when he was out in the wilderness against Saul. He had been his most one of his. He was in the the, the David Hall of Faith group. He let one of his people that were with him, his his buddies that never abandoned, he let one of them be killed over his his little deal. Yeah, that's a real man. Person of interest. Person of interest. What's the show? The, oh, thank you for looking that up. You're you're our Google person. She's the other person in the booth. We're like our own booth on that one show. Like you, me, her, but we just sit in different spots. So I'm trying to figure that. Sin hurts others. So 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 let me let me throw this out as my question to that. Sin. D- David's sin led to your rise death. Bathsheba's baby dies. David's loyalty is is it, you know it just is destroyed b- before his men. So second question. Is a fleeting moment of sin worth a lifetime of sorrow? Because he's always, even when God forgives him, you've still hurt your friend. You still raped the woman. You still lost your child. And God's going to restore you. But to you re- still have to live You with still that have to live conscience. with what you did. Yeah. And God will help you bear that. Right. A lot of us have done things. We have to live with the guilt of what we did when we were younger, the choices we made. And God can help you through that. God gives you mercy and grace. And if God can forgive you, God will help you learn to forgive yourself and realize you made bad decisions. Right. We're, we're made up of bad decisions. Adam and Eve made bad decisions. The whole planet's a mess. So, but, but ask yourself, you know, you know, you know, the, the first question I gave you was, uh, are the pleasures worth what you're going to pay? And then is it worth what others are going to pay? We don't ask ourselves that. We just see the pleasure and go, oh, this is good. Nobody will know. Somehow we cover that. The last thing I want to focus on in the Psalm, Psalm 51, is that sin hurts God. It hurts God because God can't look at you when you're sinning because because he he's holy. So he is forced to not be able to bless you. He's forced not to be able to honor that. But he could send a prophet in to tell Nathan, you've messed up. God will send people to try to get you back. He will send witnesses. People try to wake you up. It's amazing when you've done stuff, how everything speaks to that. You hear it or you or you know it. It's like, I mean, everything. But primarily our sins. I mean, David hurt himself. He hurt others. But what he hurt greatest was his creator because he wasn't created for that purpose. And he also hurt the other purposes of his creation by hurting them. So ultimately, if God is our master and God was Bathsheba's master and God was that child's master and God was the master over those soldiers that had to pull back and God was the God of Uriah, then David hurt the God of all those people's gods. He kind of became a small providence and tried to be God himself yeah. and decide who would be forgiven and who wasn't. It's just unbelievable what he did. So I, I guess my, my, my last question is going to be this is do we want restored relationship with God? We gotta think about what will sin cost us? What will it cost others? But but do we wanna have a broken relationship with God or do we wanna have a healthy relationship with God? And, and we need to stop when we get to those sin crossroads more and kind of look at that better. We, we, I think one of the things that we need to remember most of all is that the mercy of God is free. I, I wanna say that again, the mercy, the blood of Calvary, the forgiveness that God gives us through his son is free. But forgiveness that bought that mercy did not come cheap. Right. Wow. It's free. 
but but don't cheapen it because David praised the Lord for the gift, but then David praises the Lord in the psalm. Restore to me the joy of my salvation, and he, he celebrates in the back of the psalm. Go read it again. But then he told him, publish the song. Why didn't he just win with the victory? Because he felt that others needed to see what he did so they could learn from his mistakes and join him, hopefully before they sin, before the throne of God. And if they have sinned, to realize they can get back to the throne of God. David praised the Lord for the gift of being able to be forgiven. Yeah, I think uh, there's actually a lyric from like, a, I think it's a Corey Asbury song, but he says, uh, my sin is just a canvas for your grace. Oh, oh that's, that's good. great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's exactly, you know, what I think about when I think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you want to restore your worship with God, whether you whether your sin has been against self, people hurt themselves these days. They just self-inflict. Whether your your pain has hurt others or you've just hurt God for any of the above, you can you can be restored. I think if David can be if David can be restored, you can be restored. Right. We we've got to just understand that. And 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 sin hurts the sinner. Let me throw that list back in. It sin hurts the sinner, and you have to ask the question, are the pleasures of sin worth paying this price? If you would stop, that would help you a lot and ask that. Sin hurts others. In the fleeting moment of sin, is it worth what you're going to cause to them? And sin hurts God. Do you want to have a relationship with God or not? I mean, that's right there. We've got to kind of, kind of push through, put, kind of push through those things. But I, I think one of the things that that as we kind of come close to the end of this, let me ask you: Have you been willing to look at your transgressions? That's what this psalm pours out. Is David comes clean? Mm-hmm. And the cleanliness comes on the side of his acknowledgement and opening up to do what he does. I love what David, David starts with, I was born a sinner. Look at this. I was born a sinner. So there's a, all of us have something to clean up. Right. And then he says, listen to this. He, he, did, he lays it out. I'm born a sinner. And, and, and then he goes on, he says, and my mom conceived me that, you know, from the moment she conceived me from the time I was in the womb, you know, he, he, I love this. He goes, let me get verse the next verse here. But he says, I was born that way, but now purify me. I can't live. I can't live with this filth and I will be clean. Wash me. So he's not willing to stay where he was. And he knows that he has a, a natural sin. And we have to ask ourselves, have we come to a threshold? Have we come to the mantle of your life where, where you're ready to be purified and purged? So whatever you got going on out there, whether you've never given your life to Christ, whether you've been with Christ and now you've walked away, you've done something stupid, you've got something covered up, you've got something eating at you from the inside out, you're kind of rotten in and out. It's the blood of the lamb that gets you back. It's the precious blood. And and that's what he talks about, removing the sin, sin stain. It required a sacrifice. It required his repentance. And ultimately, David had to give up a lot to do that. You know, he lost his son. Mm-hmm. I mean, God didn't let that come to pass. Mm-mm. I mean, right. it's not the son's fault. But God just said this can't happen. You know, you know, a clean heart, a purified life is the only way to see and know God in a proper way. And I, I think one of the powerful parts of the story is as is 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 this is what I get is Psalm fifty one was written. Let me let me go to Psalm fifty one. I'm gonna try to get this wrapped up here. Let's see here. Um 
Why do so? This is a question I asked when I did the series originally. Why do so many of us insist on going through our own train wrecks rather than coming clean and letting the good news of God renew our heart? A lot of us, we all do David things and then we all try to cover it up. Why can't we just read Psalm 51 and go, look what he did. He did cover it up and God got him out of it. I'm not even going to start, but we all try to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, we all defer, we ignore, we reject, we deflect, we deny our own sins, and then we cause a problem. The reason David put Psalms in the, the Bible, in the book of Psalms, was Psalm 51, 13, that I will teach your ways to rebels. Mm-hmm. He was trying to put a memorial out there of his worst day so he could show other people in his kingdom. He was a good king. He was willing to be vulnerable and tell people. And he wanted his pain to maybe cause somebody else to have to live a life with less pain. Mm. I wonder how many people really let that happen or we just go through it. But even if you choose to live life with pain, live life with the example that if David found his way out, you can get out of the pain too. Yeah. So don't no matter how far, how far you go down the tunnel. We'll, we'll, here's my question as we get close to wrapping up. I got one minute, 20 seconds. Will we be a student of David's lesson on sin? Will we unseal our lips and let our mouth praise him? Will we be a student or will we ignore him? And I think, I think last words, actions are actions not accompanied by a contrite heart are not going to be acceptable to God. So just understand that that decision to seal or unseal your lips will make this. And I'll end with St. Catherine of Siena. She says, it's a human thing to sin. So all of sin, all of all, we're all going to make mistakes. David did. You're going to make mistakes. Right. But it's, look, perseverance in sin is a thing of the devil. Yes. To not get forgiveness, to not recognize it, to not know God can get you out. That is the devil. And it's a trap. And David almost got trapped by the devil. Yes. And Nathan held him accountable and he said, I was wrong, God. Yes. And he came clean. Today, our sister held a brother accountable and he filleted her back. Yeah. Now, that brother's going to be able to be restored too, but he's going to have to come to a point where he just yields himself and repents. Mm-hmm. We can fight back but it will not be acceptable to God. We ultimately got to yield ourselves. The plea of everybody listening here, every believer in your car, room, wherever you are, we should be asking God every day to create in us a clean heart, O Lord, and renew a right spirit in me and cast me not away from thy presence and restore your soul in me. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way we should go. It. All right, I got to wrap up. We're about at our time limit. Go read Psalm 51. It is terribly incredibly powerful Mm -hmm. check it out we'll be back in part 10 for psalm 139 i am loved psalm i am loved i am the love psalm it's a psalm where you find out how much you are loved by god on the doc.org go check it out info at on the doc.org is our email we'd love to hear from you about our program what's going on go to youtube spotify and itunes and all of our other viewing places to watch us and we'd love to hear from you on facebook instagram twitter telegram and getter tell us about your david moments where you heard god and repented and changed give a testimony out there it might inspire somebody else to look at their self and see that god is not done changing lives psalm 51 is not just about david it's a story about how god can change all of us when we have a david like moment hit subscribe like notify tell others about it be a patreon sponsor or friend if you don't have a church you need to be going to a church if you don't have one and you're in southern illinois we'd love to have you at community faith church coftv.com find out about us watch us online come see us sunday's 10 o'clock wednesday's 6 30 and we're running out of time beth thank you mother beth you're welcome we're about right here lucas i'm close i'm over no, I, actually, I'm close. No, you're good. Oh, good. I'm good. Yeah. Close. Hey, we're having a good time. Yay. Luke, it's been great. We had a yep. tight episode. Don't get used to this. <laughs> Just know we're hungry.
be careful driving. Let God create a clean heart in you. Don't run from your sin. Give them to God. Change your ways and know that he's ready to get on down the road with you. And don't be scared to memorialize it and sing and give thanks to him because God, our God, is able. He's a mighty fortress, but he's also a God that's able to create new and fresh, clean hearts. Go out and get that. We'll see you soon. For the next part of On the Dock, we'll be back for part 10. It's going to be great. We'll see you soon. I'm Pastor Troy, and we've been On the Dock with you.